0: Welcome back to the Todd Duncan podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Hey, it's Todd Duncan.
1: Welcome to the Where Success Happens podcast. It is so great to have you join us. As we distribute ideas and thoughts and strategies and tactics and stories that can make a difference in your life and your business and certainly the lives and businesses of those people that you lead if you're a leader, we're so grateful for the chance to be able to do this work each and every day. If you like the podcast content, please Make sure you share that with everybody you care about. If you're a leader, share it with your team. If you're a sales professional, share it with your clients. If you're a husband or a wife, share it with your husband or wife. I mean, we're here to make a life life difference and a life impact. And man, if you like them a lot, hit that subscribe button real hard. And uh, all right, here we go. Another podcast. We've got a beautiful, beautiful soul joining us. His name is Michael Regan. He is a mortgage professional, but more important than that, He's a life professional. He loves doing life. He loves doing a relationship. He loves being unique and different and and downright disruptive sometimes. Michael Regan, good to have you with us on the Where Success Happens podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Todd, for having me. It's amazing to be back with you. So thank you. Speaking of back with me, I got to turn my hat around because <laughs> you got it. Here we
1: go. I got I got blue. We got the we got the color coding going. But, uh- <laughs> Oh, man, man. Well, uh, here we are. Uh, We're uh, just a a stone's throw past a year of COVID. And uh, you are one of the most, um, oh, man, real. Uh, You're one of the most um, fun. You are one of the most creative. Uh, You are a host of these adjectives as a guy, as a husband, as as a leader, as a dad. But what I love most about you is you are, without question, an implementer. And it has been so fun to watch what can happen to to a business and to a life when um, implementation and passion come together. And uh, I know we're going to have some fun talking about that on the podcast today. So, hey, give everybody uh, the the quick uh, TV personality answer to... Who is Michael Regan?
0: Yeah, really, I mean, the the quick answer is is I'm someone who, you know, who really looks at the big picture um, and who really focuses on taking care of my family and myself, not just my business and my clients. Because I think at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, you don't take care of your family, how can you really take care of clients uh, if you aren't focused on that? So I really think it it does start at home. And if you have that right, then everything else evolves around that. And that really is is. Something I've always felt, but you really brought that out uh, the first time I ever saw you uh, saw you speak realistically, yeah, so it's kind of it's
1: kind of a foreign language, right? A lot of people don't wake up thinking, Oh okay, take care of number one, take care of number one um, I, I I believe that and and I want you to unpack it because I already know why, but um I believe most people miss the message when I say that. What is the real message of taking care of number one?
0: Well, I mean, the real message is you know. Look, again, and it comes down to what I said before, how can you truly give advice? How can you truly care about people? How can you truly do the best thing when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not taking care of things at home, when you're not looking at those, really at the end of the day, what's the most important thing? I mean, if you, if you can't get that right, how can you get your business right? I mean, we, we've seen it you know, time and time again. You have people that are doing a lot of business or they grow their business but then it collapses around them, you know, because they didn't focus on their family and then it ends up hurting their family, you know, their business. So it's, it's one of the things, it's all interconnected. And if you're not focused on the big picture, then you're going to end up missing out on a lot and it's going to end up hurting you one way or another. Super
1: solid, man. I mean, uh, you know, take it to the bank. You can't be effective in the marketplace with others. If you are not effective in your personal space with yourself. And uh, that means be your best you, if you're your best you, then Everybody that, you, that that you get to uh, you know interact with and impact um, gets to benefit by that. But if you're not your best you, then they don't get to benefit, and that all gets into bigger things like the client experience and just the reality behind relationships and all that kind of good stuff. Well, you your story is a is a great story. You. Uh, have been in the mortgage business about 15 years. You've come from a TV. You're a relationship guy. You build long-term relationships. You love doing that with referral partners and business uh, companies. You've, you've got big TV background. Uh, you, you can see it come out in your, I mean, your voice is a radio voice. You're, you know, your, your vibe is a, is a TV vibe and you got a wife, Patricia, two kids, and you guys got a solid business. So what, what, what maybe might've been one of the earliest memories of a transformation in the mortgage business, a transformation of like something happened and boom, here it was. And then
0: this is what happened. Well, can I give you two? Cause there are really two in my business yeah. is, you know, the first one is it was, it was two things. Number one, I was looking for more. I got to the point where I wanted, wanted to do more, um, but I didn't know how to do this. And one of the biggest transformations is I remember, it's back in 2016. It was actually my first year at, at Sales Mastery. And I go to Sales Mastery and I did—I ended up doing like 53 million that year. Um, and so, you know, I had a good year. And I remember I was looking for like, I was looking for that next step or, or someone to follow who knew, who was just amazing, but also believed in what I believed in, in terms of, you know, deep relationships, connecting with people uh, having a balance as much as you can. And we can get into that, uh, life. And I remember the very first thing, and I don't know if you remember this, but the very first thing you went on stage and, and let me backtrack for one second. Cause I remember talking, looking at some other people who were out there, supposed coaches, and it was all about them. It was all about, you know, you make this money and I donate to this and I'm so great and I'm so wonderful. And I said, but that's not who I am. Cause you don't care about your clients. And you got on stage, and I, again, I don't know if you remember this, but you said, Look, there are a lot of people out there that are doing amazing numbers, but they're a shell of a human being. You literally said that. Yeah. I mean, you said that. And that struck me like, okay, number one, I found my coach, right? <laughs> but oh my God, like there is someone else who believes, you know, truly believes what I believe, and that there is a different way to do business that's better and that actually gives you, you know, connection not only with your clients, with your family. And there's, there's a right way to do business that's more than just the numbers that is, hey, taking care of everybody and taking care of yourself. So to me, that was kind of just a, a huge thing for me to hear that from you was really life changing. I mean, really refocused what it was, what I was looking for and refocused me. So that was a huge jump for me. And when I came back from Sales Mastery that year, I mean, literally I had a solid year, right? 53 million is nothing to laugh at. And I redid our whole business. I literally tore it apart and redid it. And so, you know, most people wouldn't do that. But again, I did because then I really saw the vision. I saw what I was trying to accomplish by what you had said. So that was one huge uh, thing that that really changed my trajectory and really changed our life. Uh, the other thing is learning to say no and being very selective in who I work with. <laughs> and that I got from you, that I, I'd felt and been through some experiences, but it all kind of connected then. And when I learned to say no, and be very selective on who I work with—not just referral partners, but also clients. That was the astronomical growth in my business that I saw after that. Was learning to say no, and of course, we can get more into that. But that—those were the two things that I would say were really changing my trajectory in in my business and in my life.
1: Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to uh, tee off those. I, I love doing these podcasts where it's just organic, you know, and we we have enough trust. Where we know it's going to work out great. I I don't like to overprepare to figure out like where are we going to go, and <laughs> I don't want to put the pressure on on anybody that I have a chance to interview. Uh, that same thing, but if you take those two things and you take the idea that um, there 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 are a lot of people that can make a lot of money, and and they they specifically do break into two groups of people. They 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 break into the people that balance the acquisition of money for purposeful reasons called you know life and and security and but their pride isn't tied up in how much they make they don't wear it on their sleeve they don't brag about it we've all seen people that brag about it and you know i'll I'll tell you a quick story we got some neighbors moving in across the street and uh, uh deb met them and we exchanged phone numbers and everything and uh this is a house right on the ocean. You know, it's got a beautiful view. And uh, we get a picture and the guy says, do you mind if we park this on the street? So it's a big, probably $100,000 trailer rig pulling a 70-foot cigarette boat. And uh, and he sends the picture over and uh, says, hope you don't mind if we park this on the street. And then, I don't know, 10 minutes later, the girlfriend says, LOL. He's so excited ab- about moving. But we don't own that boat and we don't own that rig. And it was just like, okay, so why, why do that, right? Why, why why be a poser? Why be a pretender? You know, why communicate? You got, every, you got the world by the tail just because you make a lot of money. And then, you know, it's like if your self-worth is tied up in the size of your bank account, you're hosed. I mean, there's a there's we all want financial security. We all want stability, but it is so much more, Michael, than just the almighty dollar. And when I said you're a shell of a person, I know a lot of rich people that would trade their money for happiness. And uh, so I believe there's a balanced approach. I think you've done it. So what has been the secret to balancing you know growing the business and making more money, but still having uh you know patricia and the and the
0: kids just be a, a major part of how you guys do life it, it, it's it's life by design i mean really it's it's coming up with a vision of yeah. what I want and it was also I was incredibly fortunate for for two things um but but one i really want to focus on is early in my career. I was surrounded by people who, you know, on the outside were successful. But when I knew what was going on behind the scenes, they weren't. But of course, no one knew that if they saw them on, you know, some podcast or stage or whatever, they would think, oh man, this person's got it made. And they didn't. And what that taught me was, I don't want to be like that. I don't want where my kids don't know who I am. My wife doesn't like me. I don't enjoy life. Like I've got all this notoriety, like, look at me, how much I did. But really at home, all they're doing is working because home life, really, they're just putting their head in the sand, right? They haven't focused on that. And so my vision was, as I said, like my wife and I talked and and our little, uh, my daughter Bailey now, um, you know, was going to be born. It it was a conversation like, okay, yes, we want to grow a business, but what is truly the most important thing to us? And so we had that conversation and obviously her, because I said, why are we going to have a family? if we don't actually love our little ones and we want to spend time with them, like what's the point. Right. And so we made the, the very easy decision for us that we would split time, you know? So on Mondays and Fridays, those were my days with them. I worked from home. I raised them, did everything right by my own, by myself. And then Tuesdays and Thursday, I was going to go out in the field and do what I do. And so what that made me focus on is, Hey, number one, I got four days with my little ones. Right. And so I get that time that you cannot get back. But then also it made me really dialed in because those three days, I could not mess around. I couldn't sit there, you know, looking at Facebook and, you know, kind of goofing off. I had to work and, be, and, and time block and dial in everything. So it really taught me how to, you know, be focused and how to do business. And so when I had that, where I wasn't always thinking like, hey, I haven't seen my daughter. I didn't get to tuck her in. I didn't get to do this. None of that guilt that a lot of people have that I saw, I didn't have. So when I was out there, my 100% focus was on the business because I got the other four days with her. Not that I wasn't there you know, when I got home, but I had four days with her that I had quality time. So I never felt a guilt or, hey, I wish I was home because it was like, hey, look, these are my three days to get business done. So that's what I need to focus on. And so it just, it really drove me to become efficient And because of that, because I was happy, because I didn't have any guilt, because I was time-blocked, because I was dialed in, the success came. But it's because I had a vision that that's what I wanted, and I committed to that. And that's really the difference is you can say what you want, but until you actually create that vision and you come up with a plan of how you're going to execute it, and you don't fray from that, or stray, I should say, that's really the power in it is going, hey, I'm going to do this. This is where I see my life. Let's do it and commit to it.
1: Yeah. I think uh you know I think what you've just said is just it speaks volumes to um this idea of what we you know what we can and what we cannot control and I I think that you know so many people Michael don't give themselves permission to even think that something like you just described is even possible. And I'd be interested in um just your your two cents on Mindset because I I think a lot of people, man, if you could really paint a picture and say, Do you realize you don't have to work five days and you can get done in three when most people take five or six to get done? I mean, if you could really have that conversation with somebody, um, I don't know anybody that would not put their hand up and say, I'd like to give that a try. What, from your vantage point, vision you said, you know, priorities you said, um, efficiency you said what
0: happened? I mean, when did it just go? Got it. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing is that it didn't happen overnight. Like I said, we had the conversation, like, how are we going to structure this? Okay. So once we had the structure, okay, I'm going to stay home, you know, to Monday and Friday, then it was like, okay, how am I going to get this done? And then, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is I just, I just said, look, I'm going to do this. This is the plan I'm going to put, get in place and I'm not going to allow it. Now I will say this, where there are times where I'm like, look, could I be more successful? Could I do more business if I was out five days a week? And I remember in the first, okay. you know, within that first year, I remember having that conversation with myself and, and Patricia. So going, look, you know, because I, I, I caught myself saying a couple of times, hey, look in five years, 10 years, you know, when they're older and imagine what, what our business is going to look like when I'm actually working full time. Like imagine what that business looks like. But then you know what? As soon as I, as soon as I was focused on my daughter, that went out the window because again, it was refocusing on what's important. And that was one of those things where, again, learning from other people's mistakes, um, being wanting to, and actually be open to learning. And then obviously meeting you and how you coached me and your priority was always, you know, deep relationships. Well, those deep relationships aren't just with your clients, they're with your family. And so, you know, re getting that reaffirmed that I had done it a couple of years, but then obviously then coming into, you know, meeting you, it's just reaffirming that this is why I'm doing this. This is important. And also seeing, you know, yeah, there were struggles. What could have I done if I'd been out five days a week? But then the other thing is I saw that we were having success because I had a game plan because I followed that game plan and I gave it time. Right. And, it, and I didn't guilt myself like, Hey, when those thoughts popped up, I just told myself the right story. Right, so yes, you're right. Maybe you could, but that's not the important thing. Like I have a great life. Things are good. Things are amazing. And I get to spend time with my daughter. What more do I need? Like I, there's a certain point where you got to tell yourself, this is amazing. Be in the moment. And that was a story I told myself. And it's part of what I tell myself every day to this day is I always tell myself uh, when I'm in the shower or just thinking, I always tell myself a positive thought um, that just it, it reaffirms why I'm doing this and to keep me motivated and focused on what I'm doing. So it's just that mindset, but it did it take time. Yes. But what I did is I didn't give up. I just kept doing it and it worked itself out. It's amazing when you just go, look, I'm putting my head down. I'm going to do this. It's amazing how, you know, what do you really want to call it the universe, how things work, whatever. But I do believe the universe will give you more of what you accept. And so, yeah. and,
1: and, And what you desire from a, from a position of being intentional It'll also give you more of what you tolerate if you don't like it. It's, it's very, very interesting to, to see how uh, it's it's almost unbiased in terms of anything other than it will give you what you allow and what you expect. And if your expectations are greatness and if your expectations are intentional and you are really clear on what you want to do, um, the, the world will start to align with the way that you think. And just the opposite is true. If you let down your guard and you allow people into your life that are toxic and you accept drama that is convoluted and, uh, and stressful, then you'll get more of that too. You have to make decisions. And I think that might lead us into, you know, the, the second big thing that happened to you, which was this, uh, just this uncanny and brilliant, ownership of the ability to say no. But before we go there, if we just go back to <clears throat> the decisions to, to do the business three days a week, to be with your kids four days a week, and uh, all of that copacetically agreed upon with you and Patricia, and boom, this is our life plan right now. What happened to volume? when you committed that way um, and and take us, I I think you said you were at 53 million when we first got going together. What happened as a result of putting these kind of boundaries and breaks on parts of the business to to volume into
0: income into happiness? Everything went up. I mean, every single year, if you look, you know, through my career, we made that decision. Like right after my daughter was born, it it was amazing. Like, because I, you know, through my CRM, I track everything. Yeah. And I know in every year when I do my kind of review where my business came from, how the business was in years past, and I always write it down because I think it's important to appreciate where you've been and where you're going. Um, and when I do that, you see, as soon as my daughter was born and I started implementing that, my business did nothing but go up. And so if you think about it this past year, I did over $100 million. But did I work any more anymore? I didn't work in, I mean, I, I still did my three days, but I also had my little ones at home a lot of the times on their Zoom, you know? So I was teacher, uh, you know, cause I have a six and eight year old. So, I mean, I have to be very active and then doing the business. So it just, again, that efficiency with everything just helped hugely. And so it's one of those things that, hey, you know, once you focus and what you put out there, what your vision is and you stick to it, it's amazing what you can do. So my, my volume since then is oh. Uh, more than doubled. Um, you know, but it's, it's gone up since 2012. My daughter was born every year. My business went up because I mean, I, I think back on 2011, 2012, I only did like 10 or 11 million, yeah. you know? And then all of a sudden when I focused and refocused my business, all of a sudden, I mean, clearly, you know, it, it's gone up from there.
1: So listen to this 10 years, uh, 10 million to, uh, to, to hundred million. Um, something's working. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I'm not working more. I mean, no. that's the whole thing. I'm not working more.
1: travel more and you're having more fun and this is the recipe of high trust this is the way that you're supposed to do business and life everybody and you know i am uh, i'm grateful that there's so many people that don't understand what you're talking about michael because they need to hear this message they they need to um put a stake in the sand and say you know i am no longer going to let my life become the sacrificial lamb To a poorly run business, to a poorly run vision or no vision at all, I am not going to let my life become the sacrificial lamb to clients that don't have empathy and have high maintenance expectations. I am am not going to let my life die a slow and ugly death because I'm not controlling the business. So that leads to the big breakthrough, which is, what are you saying no to? Yeah. Talk about that because um, I think that is you know I don't I don't think you'd be where you are you are today even with just this first thing having gone well you know the whole idea of the three day and the vision Uh, I I think you are where you are because you took that and you said you know what I can be much happier and much more productive with fewer people I'm doing business with if uh, if I have the right people that I love Mm -hmm. and the right people that I'm in sync with and the right people with whom I have chemistry. But I'm telling you, man, most people are scared to death of saying no, particularly saying no to business and they don't get it. So talk about that.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm not going to pretend it wasn't scary because um, I think back and I don't remember the exact year because I want to say it was somewhere between 2013, 2014 and that time. But it was really <laughs> scary. I had my number one referral partner and I'm in a very small market. I mean, where I am is 60,000 people. Our whole county is half a million. I'm not in a big market at all. So it's not like I have a million agents here doing a ton of business at all. I mean, our top agents, you know, like we only have two agents that did like 30 million. Okay. The rest are 10 million. I mean, so we don't have a lot of really big agents. And, but I had my number one agent and she was so selfish, so self-centered. Everything was always about her. Everything was disorganized last minute. Um, She wasn't appreciative. She was really, i mean, excuse my language, but it's pain in the ass. I mean, she was just not someone you want because her life was a mess. And she just was not pleasant to work with. And her whole team was like her in terms of no communication. You know, you would you would update them. Hey, this is what's going on the file. And then you get three calls back. Oh, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, well, you were copied in. Like you, you, you saw it, you know, and it was just, we were spending so much time on her. And yes, she was our biggest referral partner and she was loyal, but she was just such a pain in taking just life energy away from us and just making us unhappy. Like literally when she would call, Patricia's like, I don't want to pick up the phone. Like that's not a good place to be in. Right. And so I remember having the conversation with her and I said, look, this is scary, but we don't want to work with her anymore. And we weren't doing the business we are now, but I said, you know what? And and Patricia agreed. I mean, we're on this together, but I said this, uh, like, it scared me to say to this person, I don't want your, like, please use someone else. And I did it in a very professional way, but I made them go away. And that was huge because that's scary. She was our number one referral partner by far. And and it was scary. Like it took a big faith. I mean, that was, (laughs) I just remember going through it going, man, okay, what am I going to do? And taking some deep breaths. But after we did that and we told her, look, I don't want to do business with you anymore. Like it just isn't working. The weight that was lifted off both of our shoulders was immense. And after that, I'm telling you, Our business exploded the next year because I did this at the end of the year, about December because we we were really planning our business. We had the best year ever, you know, at that point after that. And I got more referral partners that I I actually liked. I enjoyed. I got client and it, but it taught me a a really, really amazing lesson that yes, it was scary. Like this was a big deal, but at the same time, I was willing to take the risk and I was willing to tell the universe, this is what I want. And this is what I do not accept. And it's just amazing. And then it tests you, the the world tests you all the time, but it taught me that it's okay. Like I can say no. And so we started saying no more often. And we developed a business that, look, if you're a referral partner and you're you're going to do business with us this way. And I've gotten very clear on that with my new referral partners that I meet with and my existing ones, that they know how I do business. And the ones, my, my core group all know how we do business and the way that we need to be, we need to work together because it's going to benefit us all. But it's teaching your referral partners, teaching people, this is how, this is what I accept. And this is what I don't accept. And the ones that stick with you, the ones that you connect with, the ones that actually get it because they believe that too. They want to have their families important and their life is important and they get that. They respect that. And the ones who don't, they can go. And the thing is, is I've done that. There's been plenty of people I've met with, because I always think of this, when I first meet with a referral partner, I'm not trying to get their business. I'm interviewing to see. I'm interviewing them to see if I even want their business. I'm trying to. I'm not even talking business. I'm actually finding out who they are as a human being. And so the thing is, and that goes to clients too. When we talk to a client, we're like, okay, this is not going to make. Like they're just. I don't want them. And it's not that they're difficult. There's a big difference. A lot of people are difficult, or they just want. They have a lot of questions, right? So it's not a difficulty thing. It's do they want my help? Do they actually want my help? And are they willing to listen to me? If they are, great, let's do it. But if they aren't. I'm okay letting those people go. And the cool thing about our business, it's really easy to let people go. Hey, my rate's like six percent. Man, maybe you could do somewhere better, you know, somewhere other. I mean, there's a million ways that you can get rid of people nicely, but the point is, is that you let them go. Yeah, you know, and when they start like that, and, and then what what happens is something like last year. So 73% of my business came from my database last year. 73%. I spend zero on any kind of lead. I don't, I've never done Zillow or any kind of lead generation at all in terms of paying for leads. Right. 100% of it has been organic because what I've done is, since I made that vision, since I, we, you know, Patricia and I had that vision and we focused on it, what we've done is we've attracted people, not only referral partners, but clients that have our vision, that appreciate what we do, and how we're connected to them. And then, obviously, then you have a higher retention rate and you have higher connection and they refer you. So it's one of those things you actually surround yourself by people that you like and want to be around and then your business just explodes. Instead of being surrounded by a bunch of people who could care less about you and like you said and I may screw up the wording so apologize but you just said, you know, basically um, to the point of you, you you have to surround yourself by the people that actually like why spend money on a bunch of people that don't care about you or don't think anything of you. Focus your 80/20 rule, but focus on the actual people that care about you. Like why would you market to complete strangers when you could spend your marketing and your your time and your energy marketing to people that already know you and love you? Like, yeah. Why waste your time on people who couldn't care less about you? And yeah. that really struck a chord when you said that. And that's what I've implemented and so I spend my time 100% on my database and my referral partners and the people that I want and I don't spend time, you know, trying to to bring in people that couldn't care less about me. And yeah. that has become a whole ecosystem of just people that appreciate what we do on a huge basis. So that I'm able to do the volume that we do without having to work more, without being unhappy, without actually having an amazing life. But I couldn't do that unless I made that hard decision to begin with. So and I'm not saying it's easy, but I did it.
1: It is a hard It is a hard decision, but it's an easy decision. So Ray, I'd, I'd like you to uh, put in the uh, podcast window uh, in our post-production, um, toddduncan.com forward slash coaching. And I want you guys to go there and we're gonna put the that's unacceptable white paper on the website tonight. And that that's unacceptable white paper is 16 different things that mortgage and real estate professionals have told us they want to say no to. These are things that are unacceptable that the longer you allow them, the more you get of it. Somebody calls you late at night and you pick up the phone Uh, and you have a conversation you've just said, it's okay to call me late at night and they'll do it again. And if you let it happen, if they do it again, and the interesting thing that Michael brought up is that in, in my mind, as I was listening to you kind of riff through that is any of these conversations that, you know, in your heart, you should say no to they, they are unacceptable. The longer you wait, the harder the conversation becomes. And so, you know, it's like pulling the Band-Aid off. If you've been saying to yourself for six months or 12 months, or in some cases you'll laugh at this Michael Tooth years, I hate this real estate agent, or, you know, this builder's a pain in the butt, um, rip the Band-Aid off. There's far too many people that will do business in a beautiful chemistry kind of centric way where you guys love each other. You stand for the same things. You want to do the same things. You shouldn't waste a minute of your life saying yes to people that don't value your life and your time. I think that's what you're saying.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, Well, yes, that's absolutely what I'm saying. I mean, that's a whole mindset is shifting to, and I think it comes from this talk when you really care, you really do care about your clients and your business. Those are the people you want. Like I can't help someone who doesn't want my help. Yeah. And so why do I force that issue? Yeah. And so that's really what, you know, the whole business is or your whole life is of around is put is surrounding yourself by people who you really enjoy, you like, um, yep. and that you can help and want your help. It's really what it's about.
1: All right. We got three minutes uh, to our hard stop. Um, I'm going to let you riff on anything that's important to you as you think about speaking to uh, a global population of mortgage professionals and real estate agents and uh, happy new year. It's 2021. <laughs> What do you want to say to take us all?
0: Yeah, I just, again, at the end of the day, you get to design your life. You really do. And, you know, being in high trust, if you truly believe in connecting with your clients, in connecting with your family, in having those deep relationships, you need to take the time and it needs to be a priority. But if you do that, if you learn that, hey, look, these are what my uh, musts are. You know, these are the most important things to me. And this is how I want my life to look. You can't actually create that. You really can and especially in this world where you can do so much Zoom-wise, you, know, you you know, if your dream is to, to work out of Hawaii six months out of the year or Costa Rica or whatever, maybe you can do that now, right? You can build a team. You can actually do that. So don't let it kind of, un, you know, conventional thinking stop you that you have to do business X because you don't, you can actually create the life that you want, still serve your clients. still do an amazing job, but actually live the life you want. So to me, it's just like what you want, you can really get. Just focus on your priorities. Focus on really what you want, and then develop a business around that because it absolutely is possible.
1: and you are one of the uh, one of the, the the gosh the most illuminate illuminating type individuals that proves this out. I mean, I can go all the way back to our first conversation together, and it was it was so beautiful to watch you not only trust I trust and trust that curriculum, but to implement it. And as you well know, because you're an implementer, um, I shared your name all over the world and showed people your videos all over the world. And uh, you know, man, systems are the freeways to your success. Anything that you do once, make sure you automate it so you don't have to do it manually. Um, Put boundaries on your business so you can have balance in your life. Um, Have a zest and a passion for living. Take your family on trips and celebrate this beautiful gift of life. And you know, never forget that the, the, the only exchange rate that matters when you're in a commissionable world is the time you give and the money you make. And our job, my job as a thought leader and, and the job of our coaches, of which Michael is one of our coaches, is to make sure you understand that all you have to do is continue to push that exchange rate. And, my, and what that sounds like is less time in, more money out. And if you can balance that and get it around your head and work on it every single day, pretty soon, I believe, because we know people that do it, you can do business in two days and take five days off. That's how crazy this is when you really get your priorities straight. Michael Regan, I love you, man. Good to have you. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for sharing your your wisdom. Two solid, solid ideas that can change the world. So thanks, be well, and uh, I know our paths will cross. Thanks, Todd. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. If you know me at all, you know that I'm passionate about watching lives get transformed. That's why I started High Trust Coaching. High Trust Coaching is designed to give you the business and the life of your dreams. I just got a text yesterday from a gal that's been in coaching, and she went from $7 million in volume to $194 million in volume and actually works less hours per week now than she did prior to coaching. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, go to the show notes below. Just click on having a free coaching consultation with somebody from my team and let's see what we can do to help you have your best business and your best life.